This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get 10% off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for 10% off. What's up, soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, what's going on, man? Chilling, bro. Chilling. It's been a chill day. Basically, just been laying, laying down with my son. He's falling asleep. I fall asleep. It's been a lazy day, bro. I just started doing mm. some work. Uh, overall, I was just slipping off. <laughs> uh, that heat, man, that heat. I played Yo. soccer in that heat yesterday, bro. You played Yo, yesterday, we were supposed too. To play for, yeah, we were supposed to play for two hours, bro, or now in 30 minutes. Like, everyone was like, yeah, we out. And I got home, wow. massive headache, dehydrated, just exhausted. And then I spent pretty much the whole day today recovering from just sleeping. I, bro, we had the same exact day yesterday and today. <laughs> Oh man, no, I played yesterday. I also came back from a, a shorter game today. But um Oh, you came back from a shot. Damn. Yeah, man, yeah. Look yeah. at that. Well, look at young you, man. Like I remember when I used to do that. I play Saturday and I do a short game on Sunday. Yeah. Now listen, if I play on Saturday, especially in that heat for like two hours, I'm I'm out for like three days, bro. Mm, that's that's true that's true no, I'll, I'll for like three I, I, days you won't see me lifting weight till like either monday or tuesday mm. no nah, i mean I'll, I'll be out here a little bit i'm trying to drop some lds a little bit um oh. trying to trying to increase my vertical and, and get into like nice nice athletic shape i've always been like right on the not right on the border i've been within reaching distance of that for for a few years now so i'm trying to take the summer to Lockdown on my nutrition and, and get yeah. to it. Oh, lockdown on your nutrition. Oh, that's how you know he's locked yeah. in. He, when he said yeah. he's going to lock down on his nutrition, uh, relative, you relatively, relatively, you know I he's locked in. Because most but... people say, most people say, yo, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to increase my workout frequency. I'm going to stay consistent. When this man said nutrition, that means he's doing extra. I don't know what's Damn. going on. Like he's trying to be a model this summer, but man, <laughs> that nutrition piece is crazy. Yeah, relative. Like I did have you know some burgers and pizza yesterday, but you know six out of seven oh. days I'd be I'd be doing all right. So I had two burgers yesterday. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm gonna have two more after this podcast. Two more. That is just leftovers from Fourth of July, man. I gotta crush mm. finish this before they go bad. You know. No, Can't facts. I be out here wasting facts. food? <laughs> that's facts. But uh, today, today we got a cool episode. Uh, we're talking overtraining, and this is a topic that that needs to be addressed because I think it's a lot more prevalent than what, to be honest, is described in in kind of the literature and in sports medicine spaces. Um, I was surprised I, too because I, I was I was doing some research. Uh, before this and they're like yeah it's not something that's very prevalent i'm like wait what that can't be for real yeah yeah i mean i i I think there's a difference between the amount of people that are overtraining and the amount of people that get hurt overtraining to the extent where they need to go see somebody for it Mm, um okay to the extent i I, I don't think it it has to yeah i think it's very underreported 
Um, and to be honest, in, in some spaces, it's it's normal, acceptable, not acceptable, but um, you know, it's it's what they call it's like a, a new thing going on. Uh, they call it like canon events. You ever see those memes? Canon events? No. What is that? No. It's like uh, you know how in like anime and manga, if like something's part of a story, it's like canon. Like canon fodder? This 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 no, what I know. Nah. Nah, all right, forget it. Bad reference, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but you you have a story for us about you know you you overtraining, and I I might have one as well. Uh, why don't you kind of set the scene for the audience? Like, tell us in, in your experience what what you've dealt with. Well, the, I didn't know he was overtraining. I was like 15, 16. I did not know he was overtraining. All I knew was just said I I used to be used to be popping in school like. Hey, whenever they're making a team, I'm always selected to be a center back or right back because I'm I'm that good. And and then he got to a point where like I turned 16, everybody got better, everybody got faster, everybody's ball control got better, everybody knew where to be on the court, and I just rely on my athleticism. And I at one point just like I just couldn't keep up with these guys, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why are these guys getting better in like six months? I found out. These people were training. They were doing like mm-hmm. after school training for like six months. And then I was over here just going home and and, and watch TV and, and, and study and stuff. And these guys were putting the work. So I try to do training by myself, but except I went overboard. Like now that I'm playing soccer in, in, in the afternoon every day, um, that was a normal thing for us. But I'm training in the morning. I'm doing ball drills. I'm doing like sprint drills. And then... I joined the training that they were doing. So that's like three days a week of like two hour training, like actual like team soccer training. And then I'll go home and then do like ball control drills and whatnot. I was basically, bro, I was training like I was trying to sign up for a team, bro. Mm-hmm. Literally, like I just got pissed off because everybody got better than me all of a sudden. So I didn't put in ex- extra work. And then gradually what started to happen, just like I just instead of getting better, I got worse. Mm. <laughs> I got worse. That extra, like, extra sharpness wasn't there. That that I was losing a lot of 50-50 balls, which I usually would, would win all the time. Um, just like so much weaker. Y'all guys would just shrug me off the ball and I would just fall. And the whole game became not so enjoyable anymore because it's just like, it's always like, damn, like, I feel like I'm... I have like a 50 pound, I'm, I'm carrying a 50 pound bag every time I'm playing. We just like, and he just never stopped. Um, and then I basically like kind of like lost the love for the game a little bit. Cause I was just still play, but I was, just, I just couldn't keep up. And then the summer happened and no one's playing. And then I took like two months off, not doing anything and I play again. And then boom, there it is. I was back. And I was like, damn, what was that? I was, all of a sudden, like, everything came back. Like, what is this? Like, I didn't know. And then uh, later on, I found out, oh, like, I did too much. But mm. it was interesting because I didn't know at that time, like, a 16-year-old could do too much with their body. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you young, you recover. No, like, I, I really overdid it. And it impacted my game so much that I stopped playing for, like, three to four months. Mm. Now, I, I actually love that story because there's two types of training, overtraining that we're going to discuss today. And I, I think that was a brilliant uh, illustration of what we call chronic overtraining, where 
over a period of weeks, even months, you're, you're just doing way too much and it impacts your game maybe for, for weeks on end, like you described, and it could really like rob your, your love for the game. Yeah, um, I was always for, sore. Like I was always sore, bro. Like, I'm yeah. Always sore. And you, you can't perform like that. And you know, if it's bad enough, it's like you said, it starts to impact you psychologically. You're, you're losing your love for the game. You're, you're never feeling yourself. You're never catching your own rhythm. Um, and that's that's not good, yeah. Like that's just it's not pleasant. No, like there's certain plays, I remember, like I was like, nah, he ain't he ain't getting past me here. Like nobody has get that same week. Three people have passed me so much so, like people's like, yo, like what's happening with Berg? Like he's he's losing it, and I was just tired yeah. all the time. Yeah, just always tired. How about you? What's your story? Like, what what was your thing with overtraining? Yeah, so I I think my my. My story of overtraining, it's it's a little bit different because it looks at it from more of a acute perspective. Um, like we said before, there's two types of overtraining, acute and chronic. And in my situation, actually wasn't through playing soccer. It was while training for a half marathon. Um, and a lot of players are either too dedicated, like yourself, Berg, of I want to get after it, or they're more like me where they're not dedicated enough. And... Um, the tricky part about that is you're always hit in some spaces, you're hit with a deadline of season mm. starts August 15th. I have to be fit or I have a big race in November. I have to prepare for it. And a lot of players don't really take their conditioning and their, their fitness programs going up to that date very seriously. So in <laughs> my example, um, I was supposed to be training for a half marathon, which is about 13 miles. And, um, some people can wake up and run 13 miles. I am not one of those people at all whatsoever. Um, and I was a little bit lazy, I guess you can say not too committed in my training. And I found myself in a situation where the race was in about four weeks and I was running consistently about five to six miles, which, oh my God, you know, it's, That's it's, crazy. it's not a bad you know, place to be. But if you want to run 13 in four weeks, you're, you're miles off the pace. Um, so what did I do? I had point, to... The starting point is brutal, though. Like five yeah. miles every day. Oh, God. Yeah. And it, it just, it wasn't a... I, I knew going into it, I was like, wow, I got four weeks to go. This race is going to suck, but I'm going to go for it. Like, I, I am going to push and try and get this. Um, so I drastically increased my workload, my volume. Uh, my mileage and I started to get some pain in my foot and mm. uh, started to hurt, started to hurt. So I had to take a, a week and a half, two weeks break. So now you're looking at two weeks left. You were running at this point, six, seven miles. Cause I, I trained a little bit more, uh, but the race is in two weeks and I haven't ran in two weeks. So what's going to happen on race day? What happened was I was able to run the first six, seven miles, and that pain in my foot came back with a vengeance, absolute vengeance. It ended up being like a stress reaction of my fifth met. Um, aye, aye, aye. But all of that was because I didn't plan my training. I overtrained in an acute way, not over a period of months like you did, but over a period of two to three weeks. And I ended up with an injury that impacted me severely on race day. And that also is overtraining, right? Because you can experience it like you over a long period of time or like me in a short period of time. 
That's crazy. Did you finish the race though? That was that's the question. Oh, I did. I finish. Yeah, I finished, but I I, I walked limping. more than I ran. So. Limping, <laughs> limping throughout the whole thing. That's crazy. I, I finished, but I went straight to the urgent care. But uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. So, you know, we we so, have our lessons. Yeah. So this is how it happened, guys. You just uh, either you train way too much in a short period of time. Or you're training way too much over like a long period of time. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if people are not used to, it's just, if, if your body feels weird, then these, it's likely that you're overtraining. If you're feeling like all of a sudden you're super athletic, now all of a sudden, like you, you're experiencing a decline, now you're losing your enthusiasm for the game. Like me, you, you, you get so every, every week there's like a new soreness. Uh, some days is the knees, some weeks is the calves, some weeks is the back. Like it's just, you just can't seem to get a break. And if you, you, what used to mess up with me is just like, man, I never feel fresh. Like I'm going into this game, mm-hmm. like I feel like 60%. Like if you're feeling yeah. like that, then it's all signs that you're overtraining and you should pump the brake. Mm-hmm. Hard to do, hard to. Uh, you know what? It happens a lot. It happens a lot when, I guess, in. in mm-hmm. People are um one of a one of my friend like he was trying to go to um he was trying to go to um Portugal right he's a Brazilian mm-hmm. guy who was trying to train to go to Portugal um and this is a he messed basically I didn't say he messed up his career but he kind of derailed derail his 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 career and eventually he just he had to stop and now he owns a gym so what would happen is this guy was to train all the time because he's trying to become a pro and he he was. And he doesn't have like a he's training by himself. Of course, he's not in mm. school, so he's doing everything. Like he's doing like several sessions throughout the day, like at least four mm. sessions. Guy was great though, and he's playing. He's playing in uh, in 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 those those um, rec league. He's playing in the semi pro as well. This is all his training, nonstop training, um, all the time. And he ended up getting injured. Oh man, and that injury lasted like two years. And then when he finally oh. got to try out for that team, he was already like 21, 22. Oh, and you know, you know, uh, yeah, but he was always training. He was always training. He used to tell me all the time, man, like I don't remember the last time I trained or played where I feel like 100%. And I was like, yo, like you're probably overtraining. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He said, and he told me, bro, like this. You should see, like, everyone who's trying to make it, like, they, they're training, like, and if we don't have help, like, they're training as hard as me, if not harder. Yeah. Like, I can't fall yeah. behind. So that's the thing. As you, they, you get cut into that cycle where you're trying to make it, and the way to try to make it, you do more. You train more because you think you need to do more. If you're doing more, then it, it, you're getting better. But if you're not paying attention to your body, uh, you can experience those symptoms and you could, yeah, as well. You could very well be overtrained. That that's a really good point, and I want to discuss a little bit more on that because I think there's some some value that we can give to everybody listening, regardless of age. Um, but we do have to take a break. So when we come back, we'll we'll get straight to that. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, 
there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTruve today. Okay, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Um, let, let's get right back into what we were discussing before. Guys, I, I, I think that you you absolutely, if overtraining is something that you're worried about, or if you're on a tight timeline, or if you feel like you are never feeling your 100% while playing, you need to reach out to somebody and have them help you out. Because there are certain symptoms that you can and you should play through. And there are certain symptoms where absolutely not, you, you should not be playing. You need to cut down your volume, your intensity, your workload, something. Otherwise, an injury is going to come your way. Um, I, I, I think that's step number one for everybody. Uh, but, Berg, what do you think? No, that's, 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 that's legit. And, you know, it's overtraining. The, the worst thing you don't want to happen is to get an injury. Because you get an injury, then you get sidelined for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. That's that's not something you want, especially if you're young and you need a reps. That's not something that you want. So you have to pay attention to your body and you have to consult with somebody. And if you don't have somebody to consult, then it's 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 like the ball's on your court to even do more research and be more vigilant about it. I mean, we can give them some tips on how to track the stuff themselves if they don't have somebody, if they don't have help. If, if they can't find the help, uh, we can go ahead and do that. But just keep in mind, keep paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think even when it comes to helping yourself, right, if you know that you've had a certain type of overuse injury in the past and you know what it feels like and you know the symptoms that go with it, if you feel those symptoms coming again, my number one recommendation would be to act aggressively because you know exactly what's coming. And you know that if you keep on going at your current rate, something is going to give. You never want to end up in that position. So that's my number one piece of advice. If you know that something is coming, listen to yourself, listen to your body, mm -hmm. and read the situation carefully. If, you know, you have a big match on the weekend against a rival, maybe, you know, okay, I'll, I'll push through it a little bit. But, you know, if you're if you're playing pickup on, on a Tuesday in, in July when your season doesn't start until September, like, be a, be a little smart there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but what what are the warning signs? So, like, what what do you think some of the warning signs players should be paying attention to if they do start to feel some things that may re be related to overuse? Like warning, like the, the symptoms, like the, the, yeah, yeah, oh, like the warning signs. Well, it's just 
to me, the biggest one is just the psych. It's it's psychological. Like you start start not mm. feeling the same anymore. Like oh god, I gotta play, man. I gotta make this fifty fifty ball. The moment you start thinking like this on a field, like you're a liability <laughs> already. Um, so yeah, that is true. You start thinking, oh, like I gotta come back on defense. Like what? Like what you mean? Like this? Is, you're supposed to come back on defense. This part of your job. Oh, you're supposed to track your man. It's part of your life. It's like damn, I got. Oh my god, I gotta cover Messi. Like he's gonna go around and stuff. He's gonna try. Uh, you start thinking like this. You start checking. Like it's just like if if you're noticing this pattern over and over, like a repeated game after game, you start thinking like this. This probably a sign that you're not fresh, right? You should, you should really pay attention to that. Um, the other one I would mention too, like if if warning sign is when you start getting overuse injury. It's a lot. Like I know guys. Like I play pickup with them. And I don't know what kind of job those guys have because they're playing every day. But I don't understand how a 32-year-old can just be playing soccer every day. Like, it's like every day in a group chat, you're playing at MIT. Oh, playing at Harvard at, at, at 2, 2 p.m. I'm like, yo, don't don't you have a, What kind of pickup group? Is it the entrepreneur pickup group? Like, everybody's free at this time, right? So it's always that guy is playing at least five days a week. And we're not talking like, hey, we play pickup, like, it's like 30 minutes. No, it's like when we play pickup around here, it's like we go for like two hours. So this guy's playing mm. two hours every day and he's a midfielder. Every time I see him, there's something going on. Like either his, his, his ankles wrapped up, he's got he, one month on the CM, he's got like a long tip behind his Achilles. Behind, another day, he's got a knee strap. Like some days, it's like he's it's like. It's, it's, putting banging on his groin before he start working. I'm like, yo, you always banged up. And what is going on? He's overtraining. Now, he's, yeah. he, he's not, for him, he's overplaying. <laughs> he's overplaying. He's 32 years old. He's got a, I don't know what type of job he's had, he has, if I'm honest. Um, but he's definitely got, he's, he's got to do something to make money. Right, mm-hmm. and he's probably not, he's not lifting, he's not training like a, like he's not Lifting is not doing any preventative work, so he's always getting like a little knock here, there. Sometimes the groin, it's the knees, the ankle, it's the hip. He's always got some little minor injury. So if you're noticing that for over a long period of time, it's you probably overdoing it. Those are the two ones that that will come to your attention, um, like a bit sooner than 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 everything else. Yeah, I, I think where it gets even more dangerous, it gets more dangerous for overtraining when you start to ignore those first symptoms, because the worst thing that could really happen with overtraining is you ending up with a, a stress fracture, either in your tibia, in yeah. your fifth met, in your foot. But if you overtrain too much and you end up with a stress fracture, that's that's months out. And it's it's not yeah. a good process to get back, especially good, no. mentally, because day to day you might feel okay. And you're like, oof, I want to get back on the field. I want to go back and do my thing because I don't feel anything. But deep down, you know that, you know, you, you can't. And I mean, it's so different because like, let's say you tear an ACL. Mentally, you're like, I'm out nine months. I'm not really even tempted by the field or if you break your leg i'm mm-hmm. in a cast i physically can't play yeah, you if can. you have a stress fracture that temptation's always there and that that's the worst because that's where if you're lacking a little bit in self-control you'll just go out and and play when you're not supposed to then it gets worse and then it, it turns into a mess but uh 
I, I think that's the the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, once you start getting you start getting those repeated injury a lot. You just you just you just stick one more thing, one heavy slide tackle, and then you get something. Like I've seen yeah, guys yeah. like that that's just like brittle because they always hurt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess after you know discussing all that, what are your final tips, your takeaways for um, um, anything well, overtraining related? Well, you know, if you the best way to deal with this is to prevent it, like, and the way you prevent it is. Well, you, you, you have to be aware that this can happen. It has to. The first thing is knowing like the sign of, of um, overtraining. So you, you should over like you, if you've been listening by now. You should know some of the signs because we mentioned them like a couple of times throughout this episode. But I would say keep track. Keep track of your body is the best way to prevent this type of overtraining. Now, if you not working with anybody, the, one of the best thing you can do is keep a journal, keep a fitness journal. With the RPE scale, it's like, hey, listen, I trained today. How do I feel? Like, I got nine out of ten, like 10, 10, 10 out of ten. How do I feel? Oops, felt like a, a six today, and then next training, yeah, I felt like a five. Next training, oh, okay, now I start to my rate of perceived exertion is 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 getting lower and lower. There's something's going on, right? And the only thing you can do because everybody got Apple watches now, you can look at your resting heart rate. Look at your resting heart rate because if you, you know, an athlete, you always training should be, you should, and if you in good condition, it should be a lot lower than most people. Now, if you know this, like all of a sudden it's a lot higher than what it used to be. Those are the signs. Start paying attention even a little bit more. Uh, your recovery heart rate too. That, that one's a big one. Uh, your heart rate recovery, like you sprint and your heart rate goes to the roof. How long does it take to come back down to like normal? Like if it takes longer than usual, you drag in. Those are the signs you need to pump down a bit. And then watch your nutrition. Just have a mm. training plan. Have a training plan. Like have a training plan. Like don't don't just out here messing around. And say hey, listen, I'm, I'm gonna do four sessions today. I'm gonna add a bonus session. No, just have a training plan and follow that training plan to the T. All right. If you have a training plan and you start getting tired, then you at least have something that have data that tells you, okay, this is this training plan is too much. I need to cut it down. As opposed to you doing miscellaneous stuff, then you can never keep track really of um, what's causing the problem. Is there too much exercise? Am I doing too much cardio? Am I doing too much of this? If you don't have it planned out and written out, and then your nutrition, your nutrition, like what are you eating? Like how are you fueling? Is a big one, like for for you are training, but you're not you're training a lot more, but you're not recovering a lot more. Like, how's your sleep? How's your nutrition? Because that's the thing that leads to overtraining too. Because you're not you're not you 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 giving a hundred percent with the training, but you're not giving a hundred percent with the recovery, with the nutrition, with the sleep. So you end up overtraining because of that. Oh, that's that's this factual. is basic that's stuff. So you know, basic stuff too, you know. Yeah, that that's so factual. Um, I I think for me to avoid overtraining, number one, work with somebody to help you out, especially if you're under a time crunch where you're under a strict deadline. Number two, have a plan, which is why number one is so important. Because if you have somebody to help you, their number one job is to make sure you have a plan. And number three is listen to your body. If you feel something, say something, because that mm -hmm. symptom can mean stop immediately. Or it could mean go straight through it. It does not matter. And you you have to keep training. Um, 
And yeah, I think those are the best three things you can do to prevent overtraining. And like you said, Berg, nutrition is right there as well, especially if you're rapidly increasing the amount of work that you're doing. Um, you need to be able to supplement that with more calories, more carbs, more protein to help you recover. Because if you don't recover, then your body won't feel great. And then you end up in the same cycle of overtraining. Yeah, absolutely. Word. Well, that's good. You know, you this stuff happens to children too, bro. Like, yeah. Children get this yeah. too. It's not just adult. Like, these like young mm-hmm. kids, like 10 years old, are, are all overtrained. Yeah, because people think, you know, they, they, their kids, they'll never get tired. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they until they tired. do. And then they do. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Peace and love. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.